All right, so here's advice uh, for those that are looking for jobs right now, whether you're right out of college or you're right now just looking for a different career, is number one is you have an, a wonderful opportunity to leverage a lot of resources. And so number one thing that I'd say is if you ever read the book, What Colors Your Parachute, um, basically one of the biggest premises that you'll take away from that book is that you should be having um, four different methods in which you're trying to get in front of people. So what I mean by that is you're probably going to be using LinkedIn, you're probably going to be using their uh, specific company websites to apply online, and um, LinkedIn's going to be one source, and then the company website's going to be another source. But then I'd say you want to be looking at maybe mag um, newspapers and then also be reaching out to people within your network and then letting them know that you're on the prowl, that you're looking for something different. Of course, if you're currently trying to keep it under wraps, make sure that people understand the, the confidentiality um, of, that, of that request just because you don't want to uh, have your current employer find out that you're looking. Um, the other thing that I would uh, reach out to and have you uh, think about is as you're applying, is what can you do differently to have your resume and cover letter stick out? So one thing that you're going to want to be able to rec um, do is take a little bit more time, right? So I'd say maybe 45 minutes to an hour to apply on a job online, tweak your resume so that way the language is applicable to that specific job. So for example, let's say I'm looking for a marketing role. In my previous history, I've had some marketing experience. I want to put those bullet points top um, of, of the, the bullet point list of the tasks that I've accomplished. At the same time, I want to make sure that there's strong words and specific on regards to the details that I've been able to do using metrics like percentages, actual numbers of growth, um, maybe the direct reports that reported to me, um, exemplifying leadership capabilities. I want to be able to showcase that. Then the cover letter, I, if I can find somebody specifically, I can address it to a specific individual at that company, and I'm going to change the wording in there. That way it's uh, company specific, talks to them about like why I think I'm um, ideal for that candidate for that specific position. And then um, I'm going to have some additional filler in that cover letter. Um, the other thing that I, I think is extremely valuable that you can do, and this is a great takeaway and a great leave behind. So the takeaway is basically you're going to say, hey, the next 90 days, if I'm in this role, this will be my 90-day business plan. And I'm going to outline it where, uh, let's say, for example, I'm in a managerial role. Um, in, the, in the first 30 days, I want to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with every direct report. Now, depending on obviously on the, uh, the the scope of your role, it might be um, something that's going to occur over the the first two thirty days, and then be able to remove it from there. That conversation, um, and then also in that thirty days or that ninety day business plan, I'm going to talk about what I feel I can do to be able to bring change the organization and really drive results, and have very specific things that I'm going to focus in on. Um, and also, by being able to do this, right, by having the resume that's slightly tweaked, having a cover letter that's addressed to a specific person or a specific, um, I'm tweaking it to a specific company, I'm taking the time to showcase that I really want to work at this place. The other thing that I would do is after I've applied to a specific place, I would leverage social media. I would look at LinkedIn, I would, I would, do, a Google, uh, I would do a search of the company, um, I would look at my network, do I already know somebody that's there? Um, are they a first or second contact? Then I'll reach out to that individual and just say, hey, um, wanted to learn a little more about the organization, please feel free to reach out to me. 
thanks again, Sherman, right? And so that way I can start connecting the dots, right? From my online application to an individual that's already there. And so that way my resume can get pulled to the top and no longer be sitting um, in the digital cyberspace out there. Hopefully that's helpful and you guys have a fantastic day. Sherm's out. Okay, you'll notice in the last segment that you can hear the flip-flops. I'm a total pacer, right? So when I talk either on the phone or in this kind of format, I like to pace. I like to walk around. It gets my mind flowing and the different thoughts going. So, uh, again, if you have an opportunity to read what colors your parachute, that's a critical thing. A resume, cover letter, 90-day business plan. It's going to take a little bit longer, but it's going to have a much more profound effect. After that, once you submitted something online, is connect with people. Go to social media, use uh, use Facebook, use LinkedIn, and start connecting with people. That's one thing that I would definitely encourage anybody that, um, as you're, you know, no matter where you are in your career, you should constantly be looking for opportunities to increase your network, right? Whether that's going to a business networking international BNI group, whether that's going to chamber events, young professionals, emerging leaders through the United Way. Um, belonging to boards and a nonprofit organization, volunteering at uh, various charities in your, in your community. Not only do you want to be able to work where you are, you want to be able to give back. Because those people that are interested in the community as a whole have a tendency to find themselves having stronger connections because they're an actual community giver. They're not just there working and going home and playing with toys. Um, although, and again, I will say that that's what some people want to do, right? They want to fish, they want to boat, they want to water ski, and they have no desire to give anything back. When it comes to your life, I find it more valuable to have legacy over toys and assets that are going to be corruptible, they're going to rust, they're going to break down, and they're going to get thrown away at the end of the year, right? At the end of your life. Uh, because the reality is, is that you might have the most gorgeous house right now, today, 2017, and you're 50 years old, guess what? You're probably gonna live to age 85, that house will be 35 years old, and your kids, if you die at 85, more likely than not are gonna be in their late 50s and 60s, and they probably have a nicer house or newer house than you, and they don't want that house. Perfect example is that they might not even live in the same state. So the idea that they wanna move back to central Wisconsin, and they're living right now in Houston, Texas, a great city, massive people, wonderful community, lots of diversity. They're not gonna to wanna to come back home to that tiny cabin that you had of 1,200 square feet in central Wisconsin, because guess what? They don't care to have that house. It's garbage. So just think about that as, as, as you accumulate things in your life, legacy is far greater than stuff. Sherbzo. This segment's about the go-giver. I think we're going to live right, we live right now in the world of the go-giver. What I mean by that is the answer right now, the accessibility to information is here, it's now, right? So that we've always looked forward to is that we wanted access to information, we wanted information available to everybody. The downside that it creates is that the answer for a lot of people is if you don't know it, Google it. If you don't, if you don't know how to do that, why don't you watch a YouTube video? And so there's gobs of information that's out there. The problem is, is that because accessibility of information is at our fingertips, we don't know how to make sense out of it. And, and, and the other thing is, just because people have access to calculators doesn't make everybody a mathematician. 
because you still have to understand the processes that go behind the mathematics in order to fully utilize that calculator, right? So using it for addition and subtraction, yes, it's basic, you know, functions of the calculator, but the reality is, is that you're really just delve, you know, you're just scratching the surface of the capabilities of a calculator in today's world. And so the, the attitude works here. So for example, I, um, for me, for example, I, I run as a financial advisor and I'm a, I'm a, and I'm a manager. So I coach and develop financial advisors, whether they're new in the business or old in the business, I can help them get more out of their current practice, whether that's doing business succession planning, whether that's cross-selling. So if they're really good at investments, helping them get into the insurance side of the business, whether they want to get out of the business and get a successor in place, whether they want to look at acquiring another practice. And so the value that I have is not just to that individual, but I belong then to an association that's focused on helping financial advisors in any industry, with, or in, in the entire industry, with any company. And so by being able to put myself out there, giving of myself, helping people get to where they want to go, I know it's that old adage. If I can help someone get to where they want to go, they're going to help me get to where I want to go. And so if I have this selfish mindset where I'm only looking out for the number one person, that's me, and then I never think about anybody else, I'm going to find myself very selfish and find myself, if I ever need something, kind of in a world of hurt. It kind of reminds me of the old adage of um, the, the mouse and the lion, the old Aesop's fable story where a lion um, had um, run into a mouse and the mouse uh, had gotten stuck in a trap. And the lion said, oh, let me help you out. And the mouse said, oh, I'll be forever grateful. I'll owe you one. And the lion laughed and said, oh, my gosh, how could you ever help me out? You're just a tiny little mouse. And then, lo and behold, the lion was trapped by a big old net. And the, the mouse was nearby. He came upon the, the lion and started chewing away at the rope and allowed the, the lion to escape. And the lion just ate his words because he realized that he didn't see the full picture how a mouse could help out a tiny mouse with not a lot of capacity, not a lot of strength, could actually help out the powerful lion. And I think that's the same thing in, in business where people that have a lot of experience find themselves with a little bit of bravado, a little bit of confidence, maybe a little bit of cockiness, and they realize, hey, what could a new hire ever teach me? What can an intern ever help me out with? But all of a sudden they realize, you know what, this intern knows Snapchat in and out like nobody's business. They can actually figure out how we as a business could leverage this tool to engage with the community. And all of a sudden that intern now has extreme value to that organization if they're open-minded. And so being, being a go-giver as well, you want to be able to give of yourself. Help others get to where they want to go. So if you have an expertise in, let's say, social media, I would be giving out that information every freaking Tuesday, every freaking Monday. Like, I would have a set schedule where I'm just giving out information for free for anybody that wants to hear it. I'd be calling up uh, CEOs, CFOs, uh, chief uh, creative officers, and I'd say, hey, what's your guys' thoughts on social media for your business? How are you implementing it in with your business? Is it actually driving revenue? What are your thoughts? And then finally is, have you ever thought about using somebody else? Perfect. No. Fine. Go. On your own. Right? But the, by, by doing that, by putting myself out there in a question format, I'm going to be seen as an expert. And then two, by constantly giving out the information to others, it's going to help it grow. And then what I would say is I'm not, if, I, if, if I'm overly concerned that someone's going to steal my strategies or steal my ideas and run with it, then that's really a defensive way of playing, right? So it's like, um, 
if I'm, if I'm too afraid to throw the ball in football because I'm afraid somebody might intercept it, well, then maybe I just need a better quarterback where I need a better play, I need better wide receivers because we cannot, you cannot play a game by not being able to do your full offense. Sherm's out.